Denim Explained Show Live. I'm your host, Adam Blue. And let's see, it is uh, November 16th, so we're getting near Turkey Day holiday yeah. season. You know, what better way to be excited about Christmas already than to have Steven with us? What's up, Steven? <laughs> hey, how's it going? I don't know where I was going with that, but hey. <laughs> no, it's, I, I love the holiday season. I don't know about you and your family, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's such an awesome time. Like, you know, I love warm drinks. I love chili and soup and turkey, all the good stuff. So um, I'm th- this. I'm in my element today. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. It, there's something about it where it's just it, it gives people good reasons to to do nice things like getting together, getting gifts, even though that doesn't matter. But it's just like, you know, it, it, there could be hard times, too. But there's something about it, um, especially in Texas, because it's really only cold when it's around, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that adds to it. Um but yeah, no, this is, again, the Gunham Explained show live. Um, oh, I've seen chat, Zionic Shadow, Tyler Lucas, Wasabi. Oh, that's a good one, Wasabi. I never thought about that. Um, but no, um, yeah, today's show is going to be pretty cool. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I have a gimmick episode, a filler episode. <laughs> but <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. There's no such thing as filler episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, to, today, we're going to battle it out, though. We're going to figure out. Once and for all, like, you know, like, complete fact, what the best PlayStation Gundam game is. We are going to establish this, and then I am going to tag Ollie Barter on Twitter and send him this video and be like, you need to understand that between Adam and I, we have at least 40 years of game dev experience (laughs) and or gameplay experience. And so our knowledge combined... It's like the Captain Planet of video game knowledge and Gundam knowledge. Ooh. There's absolutely no disputing the results of this of this poll. This this bracket. case closed. Boom. Case closed. We figured Shit. it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what other source of authority do you need? But no, I like how you said the Captain Planet thing because, like, it is pretty cool how like not only are we into Gundam in a sort of similar way. But we're also into video games in a very similar way. That's like a very interesting cross. It's like sometimes I'll watch these. Uh, oh, okay, maybe maybe Joe Rogan's a good uh, example. I don't know. Like, oh, I'll watch a podcaster about a subject, but they're like all into wrestling also, and I'm not. Yeah. So then I have to hear them talk about wrestling for a little bit, and I'm like, I... <laughs> although I love learning the lingo. Like, it's a shoot, it's a work, a yes. deal. You know that whole thing. Yeah, there's something about like the wrestling business that even if you're not like a fan of the the spectacle, the wrestling business is so unique in like the kayfabe fights and the yeah. scripted aspect of it. You know, it's even though it is soap soap operas for men, there's something different about it because you have to live out the soap opera outside of the TV program. You have to like pretend that you really hate this person in real life. So yeah, no, it's cool because I feel like it's um, and I don't think any other show or thing does this where it's like these people are acting, but they're acting like it's real, you know, yeah. and that is a neat thing to do, I think, with something like this. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. and it's I think it it combines a bunch of disciplines, just like athleticism, acting, improv story creation narrative uh, 
it's it's actually pretty interesting even though i don't know why i'm not into it it could be that i'm like i'm like super super like hetero where i don't really care to see guys with their shirts off and their muscles <laughs> i don't know if that's what I had it is. no idea where you were going with that and i just i'm sorry that caught me off guard <laughs> it's it's funny because i feel like i have it's like i i you know when it comes to people what they prefer what sex they prefer like anyone should have the freedom to do that i have nothing against it but i don't care to look at guys with their shirts off Oh, even though bods and they're all oiled up <laughs> no I, I mean that's a lie because I, what is it um was it ryan gosling or something i think i saw a picture of him with a shirt off and i was like oh impressive uh, i'm taking that <laughs> I, I i i'm picking up what he's putting down uh, yeah um and it's it's always interesting too because then you see like you know guys with imperfect well imperfect bodies that seems like very offensive and not Oh right! Politically correct normal to say normal bodies, nor yeah, dad bods like you and I. Have <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, it, it's it's just interesting to kind of see the the spectrum that you would observe on a standard WWE wrestling yeah. program, but uh, but yeah, and, and I think that there's especially you know you and I being on YouTube, being content creators, there is that element of like kayfabe you know, mock battles and heels versus baby faces that exists within like the YouTube creator yeah. sphere. And I think it's kind of fun. Uh, you know, obviously you shouldn't take anything seriously. Like even, even yesterday when we were talking about, you know, fighting with Ollie Twitter. Barter on Twitter, yeah. th that was not a serious, you know, we, no. we're just having fun poking yeah. fun at each other because we have different opinions about video games. I think that yeah. that's fun and I love engaging with that. I know that it's not for everybody, but you know, it's like, it's what we're here for. You know, if you, if you can't laugh about stuff, you're going to be furious and crying and Ollie Barter doesn't respect my opinion. And I'm so mad. <laughs> like, no, I know what you mean because it's very easy for me to be offended by something, not like personally, but for someone like I'm offended oh, yeah. for someone, but I don't know how that person feels. They might, enjoy the engagement you know i think that's what's neat about youtube and actually you know what every time anytime we're talking or something i think you have a good way of discerning from this so if if we talk about a youtuber let me know if you think it's an act or not and it, okay i got a good example have you Ooh. heard of the show on netflix called selling sunset yes okay. I, I, my, my wife loves selling sunset same here that's the only <laughs> way i know about it and i started I think it was, I didn't watch, I think there was a new season, I don't know, but I know there, they had an episode where everyone was just sitting around talking about yeah. what happens, and then they introduced, I guess, a cast of a new offshoot series, mm -hmm. but then as they were talking and then getting into drama, I was like, wait a minute, this is script, this is wrestling, but yeah. for realtors, like, yeah, th that's exactly, <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I, I, uh, I watch Chris Williamson's podcast a lot, and he oh, yeah. became famous because you know he's kind of like into fitness and like self improvement, whatever. But like he he became famous because he was on the show Love Island in England, yeah. and it's so funny because he'll you know kind of talk about behind the scenes. Well, yeah, you know when you're on Love Island, 
the producers are coming up to you and saying, Hey, you know, so-and-so's over there talking to your girl and they're getting kind of close. Like, are you going to do something about that? Because they're trying to egg on the drama and make something happen. And so, yeah, of course, when you're watching a show like selling sunset or the Kardashians or you see, this is how you can tell that Adam and I are both married is that our wives watch all of these Netflix uh, reality dramas. Exactly (laughs) the same. and, And husbands, it's like we we don't watch them. You know, we're, we're like, oh, I'm on my phone. I'm not really paying attention. And then I'm like, wait a second. That is so hypocritical. I can't believe that she's she would not go there with him. <laughs> but anyway, that's an aside. Uh, it's the, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah, the point being like, you know, the producers are egging this stuff on and they're like, well, you know, so and so said this behind your back. Like, are you going to let that fly? And and. You know, I think that that exists a little bit in the content creator space as well. Yeah. And, and you know what? Maybe it exists in Gundam too. You know, what if, I mean, look at Shar and Garma. Is that a kayfabe friendship? You know, oh, is that yeah. one of those alliances? Now, Adam, you probably don't remember this because you were not into wrestling, but there was a famous tag team in the early 90s known as the Rockers. Oh, and, about them, yeah. <laughs> and the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, was the him. bad boy of the rockers oh, okay. and he famously double crossed marty Janetti, his tag team partner and it was this big deal big spectacle like oh my gosh he kicked marty Janetti through a window like this is crazy is that not the same as char asnable saying like blame this on the misfortune of your birth yeah. no that's a good one because he was doing a work the whole time yeah like that that's a good point because like even in the original gundam uh, you know, the show, I, uh, the original series, I remember that relationship and I wasn't too sure how genuine Char was. Like, oh, yeah. w- one part of me thought, okay, does he kind of like Garma? And I, uh, but he has to use him? Or is it where he's just completely using him? And I like how in the origin they ex- explored it more, but still didn't answer the question necessarily. Yeah. But it dived into both aspects of him really caring about Garma, but knowing what he needs to do for himself. Like I said, me, myself, when I was watching the episode where Crown dies, you know, there's that moment where Shar is saying, hey, Crown, I'm sorry, we can't get you into the Komusai. You're you're descending oh, into yeah. the atmosphere. You know, we're going to make sure that your death's not in vain. And then after Crown is dead, Dren and like, I'm like, oh, you know, Shar really, really cares about his men. That's really sweet. And then Dren turns to him and he's like. So you just let him die because you saw that the white base was getting diverted into Garma's territory on Earth, right? And he said, well, I mean, war is cruel business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, well, speaking of cruel businesses, I don't know, or wrestling there you go. Uh, and then yeah. fighting and competing. Tournaments? Yeah. yeah, tournaments. There you go. Thank you for the segue. We are going to have our own little tournament here. Best Gundam game on the PlayStation. Um, to be honest, <clears throat> this numbering is weird just because if you have a certain amount of numbers, it makes the bracket all weird. Guys, don't worry about that. I, I did for a little bit, but <laughs> let's start. Actually, this might be an easy one. Oh, let me. Uh, ooh, I think I can move this around. Oh, didn't mean to do that. Hold on. Now, I don't want to. So, like, as you can see, certain certain games are getting kind of a bye week. If if you're if, if you're familiar with sports terminology, they get the bye week because it's like they get to advance a little further into the yeah. 
that's what that's the- called. See, I'm not I'm not a sports guy. When that was happening, I was like, oh, is this a bug? Did I do something <laughs> wrong? You know? I'm yeah, everything has to be like a base eight if it's going to be in a in a tournament bracket. But oh my um, god, numbers, math, what? Math? No, okay. <laughs> math in my Gundams. It's more well, so it would be interesting to see when we get to one. Was that worthy of being in? What'd you say? A bye week? Yeah. Okay, let's see. And then by the end, you can tell me if we did this completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> we'll find out. Gundam Breaker Two versus SD Gundam G Generation Genesis. I think this is easy. Do you? Okay. Lay it on. I'm going for G Generation Genesis. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Um, G Generation Genesis is the pinnacle of the G Generation series, at least until we get Eternal on the mobile. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, that might upset the balance. But, I mean, being UC grognards like we are, Genesis has all of UC. Yeah. Yeah, and to reiterate, it is... PlayStation, anytime a a Gundam game has been on the PlayStation, it is thrown in here unless I found it redundant or there was like, there was like 10 different SD side scrollers. And I was just like, (laughs) only in Japan. It's like, how can we really have a real discussion about that? (laughs) Right. And the number of PSP titles, I I don't know, Shirt Lad's probably not in the chat, but like, I mean, Shirt Lad has a whole collection of PSP titles. That's just, I'm like, I dude, I've never played that. (laughs) All right. Well. Uh, GBO2 and uh, Journey to Jaburo. Where where do you land on this one? Okay. And yeah, there's a little cutoff there. I don't, so much text could be on the line, but... It's a long title. I almost feel like GBO2 just because it actually is pretty incredible for a lot of reasons. It, it yeah. reminds me of when we did that Gundam bracket of anything Gundam. What's it, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it GBO2-1? Yeah. It, if it didn't win, it was very close. I think it was like a semifinalist. But, okay. but yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. It's been a long time since I've played Journey to Jabbero, and and you and I talked about this yesterday, where it's like we need more games like Journey to Jabbero, where you just play through the story of yeah, of one of the series with modern um, graphics. But I think you know, you and I would agree that GBO two really is. If you dig into like the mechanics of it, it is a love letter to Gundam. It's yeah unfortunate that it's a pvp instead of a pve type game but you know and another thing about that too is i so i played journey to jabra recently and i feel like it's still okay (laughs) it i i would almost say like the controls on zionic front are better you know like (laughs) i wouldn't go that far (laughs) not really because on the um uh, if I remember correctly, you have to like use the D-pad for Journey to Jabbero, but it's like to turn. Oh, it's, it's like know, tank it's like controls. More, yeah, it's like the old school controls. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still pretty neat. But yeah, we'll we'll do that. Okay. Uh, moving down. MS Saga: A New Dawn, or Gunnam Side Stories. Man, are we just going to agree through all of these? Because I'm kind of concerned that you and I... <laughs> well, that's the thing. We might be agreeing a lot at the beginning, but once we get to the end, I don't know. I think we're still going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, It's a new dawn. No, I'm joking. I, that was... <laughs> that was... I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, was, I was about to just... Can't. <laughs> we were really gonna have that argument right then. No, it's um, I just haven't played a new dawn, but I know it's a, a 
an, a, a JRPG. Yeah. It being I mean, just a straight up JRPG, I would, and side stories is just incredible because it's like a mashup of all the side stories with some really good graphics. Yeah. I mean, what more could you want? Um, well, aside from English subtitles, <laughs> but... exactly. Yeah. A modern, uh, a port of it on PSN. Yeah. Localized. That's exactly. I'm going to ask Bandai that here soon. Actually. Yeah. I didn't formally announce it, but I am going to be at the Bandai offices in two weeks. Uh, for, yeah. They invited me out there and I am going to bring this up. I'm oh yeah. Like, let's, let's make side stories localized i mean i assume that they watch all your content so yeah yeah i'll just be like okay guys based on my videos please do what Come i said yeah. <laughs> all right moving down okay this 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 we might disagree on maybe i've played both okay okay the g savior game doesn't feel like a gundam game but neither does Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2. Right. So you can't base it on its Gundamness. Yeah. G Savior is a fun sort of space harrier on rails shooter. So I would just pick it because I prefer that than the Dynasty Warriors gameplay. Because I feel like it's just kind of basic. But let, let me hear what you think. So I, I've definitely played more Dynasty Warriors than than G Savior, but if we're talking core gameplay, then yeah, I'm leaning G Savior. However, this is my caveat where this this is where I really would defend Dynasty Warriors Gundam Two in particular uh, versus if it were Dynasty Warriors One, Three, or Reborn, this wouldn't apply. But oh, okay. Dynasty Warriors Gundam Two has the most comprehensive and elaborate out of gameplay experience like in the in the lobby where you can interact with other characters you know the the process of becoming a cyber new type only happens when you become close to you know whether it's Haman Karn or you can become close to full frontal, you know, you have to engage in a relationship with characters before you can be transitioned into like a new type or cyber new type character. So, but, but again, what, what you're saying is like, that's not core gameplay. The core gameplay well, is just a slasher. No, that it's almost like an additional depth because with G savior, it's just, you're in that level when you just shooty shooty and, and, in this case, the chat also says Dynasty Warriors. There you go. So but I, I'm willing to bet how many people have actually played the G Savior game in exactly. Chat. I don't think too many. Um, so let's go with Dynasty Warriors too. Okay. I like that you differentiated the, because just in case we have the Dynasty Warriors go up against each other, it could happen. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Good one. All right. Um, <clears throat> Okay, this is supposed to be Encounters in Space and Battlefield Record. I guess it gets Ooh. cut off. <laughs> Battlefield both? Record, 0081. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, both are very good. They are. But Solid I think we battle. both would go for 0081, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I think Encounters in Space has really good, like, graphics presentation being put in that part of the original Gundam, but then having the additional 
it's just it's more of a uh, I, I keep. I don't. I wonder how to. How would you describe the differences of the gameplay? Like, like, double O eighty one is more of a fully. You're full. You're fully interacting with what it's like being in a mech, whereas Encounters in Space is more of just like an arena yeah. shooter. I. I don't know. Yeah, and Encounters in Space is sort of like on rails, but not. Yeah. It, it's not like House of the Dead where it's like, yeah. you know, you're specifically getting pushed around. Um, and But that said, this is the interesting thing about it, is the only space combat that you have in Battlefield Record 0081 is on rails. Oh, interesting. And I haven't even tried that yet. Oh, well, shoot. Spoilers. Freaking. <laughs> oh, no, no, not spoilers. I, dude, since we've talked about it, I haven't even beat that level where that... Uh... Was it a, a goof that? Oh, the Ifrit. Yeah, the Ifrit. There you go. That like yeah. kills you instantly. He's savage. In the <laughs> so there that. is almost all of the combat in Senki 0081. Spoiler alert for those who haven't played it is grounded. Even when you are on the moon, you're still on the moon. You know, mm -hmm. there's limited gravity and there's that kind of combat. There's only one section of the game where you are truly in space. And it is when you are piloting the full armor Gundam seventh. And, oh, cool. but it really is. If you've ever played like any of like the rogue squadron games for yeah. star Wars, where you're playing as the X wing and you're doing the trench run on the death star. That's what the Gundam seventh portion is, is you're doing the trench run on the moon as the oh, Gundam like star 7th. Fox. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's cool. Dude, I need to do that. That needs to be in my checklist. If not by the end of this year, beginning of next year, I need to play through this game. I need to get past that part. I'm having a hard time on. Now, need to be. correct me if I'm wrong. You can't do multiplayer in the story mode, right? You can only do multiplayer in the free mode. Yeah, because I think when we were doing the multiplayer, yeah, we were um, just using missions. But yeah. Talos is in the chat. He could always uh, correct us. Because that would be a fun thing if if it's possible to do the story mode because I would totally play as one of your wingmen. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. I, I'm going to look back into that and really confirm because if I could do some of those missions co-op, that would help. All right. Battlefield record it is. Heck okay. yeah. All right, Garen's Greed or Evolution? This is a weird one because... I haven't played Garen's Greed, but a lot has come out of it that's pretty interesting. You know, like the the animation it has or the um countless the mobile alternate. Suits. Yeah. What's up? Oh, go ahead. The oh the alternate timelines is what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, like the alternate in um with Gundam Evolution, it's you know, it's pretty fun, but it's just it it's you know, it's just like a hero shooter. I and I don't know. I would I would almost say Garen's Greed because I feel like if Gundam Evolution didn't exist, <laughs> there would be no change in this timeline. <laughs> yeah, and it's I, funny because you've never played Garen's Greed and I never played Gundam Evolution because... Oh. Um, now, that said, I, I didn't get very far in Garen's Greed. It is a, you know, with language barrier aside, it oh. is also just a hard game. Because <laughs> it's straight up strategy, right? Yeah, it's like a grand, grand strategy, strategy game yeah. where you're kind of like, and I think that you would you would absolutely just adore the gameplay in this because it's very managerial. You know, you're kind of sending units here and there. It's like playing Risk, but you know, yeah, in Gundam. 
Which, see, that's the thing. That is cool. I wish there was a proper Gundam strategy game that, you know, SD, the SD generation games are fun, but that's, like, different. That's yeah, those are, like, like tactical. Tactics. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love a proper, yeah, grand strategy. I tried, there's, um, oh, one of those European-made strategy World War II games that I bought that has a one-year war mod that's actually fully featured. Oh, that's I, sweet. I got it, started it up, and then it's like, wait, I have to learn how to even just play the base game, and I don't I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of the one time that my brothers and I wanted to try and play Axes and Allies, and we set the board up. We had all of our resource piles and everything. We had, you know, all of the different factions, and then we were like, "Dude, I'm tired. This is I don't." Yeah, I don't. we we never actually played the game because it was oh, just funny. the setup was exhausting. Well, sometimes setup is the fun part. But see, that's the beauty of video games, video game strategy games, is that the setup is done algorithmically. Yeah, done for you. Yeah, that's true. That's why we, sometimes we would talk about like board games. I remember, wasn't there a few streams where we kept coming up with ideas to like automate things or like use an app or something and magnets? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something that we can do that like, I don't know. Yeah, to level up board games because they still sell. But yeah, we'll give it to Gearn's Greed. Sorry, Gundam Evolution. Right. GG. Um, okay. Okay, Zionic Front versus Battle Operation 1. Ooh. Okay, well, where do you stand on this one? I never played Battle Operation 1. And we had Battle Operation 2. But I've played Zionic Front, and I, I like its style. So, I'm going to go Zionic Front. Yeah, and I would watch Zionic Front as well. Uh, I, I was really impressed by the graphics for the time. Yeah, it's um, and I feel that way about a lot of the, the PS2 Gundam titles. Is that you know, yeah, the the animations are a little clippy and things like that. Like it's what you would expect from the time, but like the mm -hmm. textures and stuff hold up really well. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It seems like it, and maybe that was the thing to do back then, but. Bandai really focused on the graphics, really speaking for the game a lot of times. And then I guess as it got into the PS3 era, they kind of backed off that. I mean, there were still good graphics, but they weren't ever, and they still aren't ever trying to be cutting edge. Yeah. So. Well, and there's something right. to be said about, um, you know, like for instance, 0081 leading into the development of GBO2 and all that stuff. What's interesting is, because I've looked at the files of both games, they literally recycle models from 0081 in GBO2. And you can go through the file list and it's like the same file for Azaku 2 machine gun is the same file that they used in 0081 that wow. they just updated. You know, they just added two levels of detail for GBO2. And, and that's just to improve the performance on multiplayer, you know, internet. Um, right. Yeah, internet-based games. So it's like, what you know, it's it's that it's that um, what do you call it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it yeah. mentality. Where exactly. it's like we we nailed it the first time. We're not gonna keep trying to push for something that yeah. I mean, even impact the gameplay. Yeah, even design-wise, the art. If you look at the models of the suits in 0081, that's like a good modernization of that stuff. It works really well. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's yeah, that's a good one. Okay. 
Okay, here we go. Oh, two Dynasty Warriors against each other. Reborn versus uh, three. Okay, now have you played either of these? Well, we played have. Reborn because we played Reborn together. Yep. I played both, and I want to say there was a reason that I liked Reborn better, but I don't remember. Reborn is definitely the better of the two. Um, okay. Can, do you happen to remember anything from Reborn that makes it better than three? Um, I think a lot of it is in the ultimate mode mission structure. You know, there's like the mission tracks in Reborn are a little bit cleaner, a little bit better organized. And then you also have like a story associated with them. If I remember correctly, Dynasty Warriors 3, man, it's been ages since I played it. Yeah, I... I mean, it took all of the worst things of Dynasty Warriors 2 and then stripped out the the cool character interactions that I mentioned, which, you know, I'm not like a big visual novel guy, but like those interactions were pretty much like a visual novel inside of a Dynasty Warriors game, which was kind of cool. But yeah. especially if you're into those characters, because you're really only playing it because it's Gundam. <laughs> I it's like it's not like someone's playing it because oh this is Dynasty Warriors and it's themed with this thing with a giant robot. Hmm. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That and it's funny because right after I got into Gundam and I was looking for games to play, this is when GBO2 just came out, but it was in Asia. Even though mm -hmm. I was still able to play it, I was like, well, what's one I could get? And local game stops would have on the 360 without, you know, the actual art. It was just the blank, you know. GameStop just the paper case. that had like yeah. handwritten <laughs> yeah. but it was yeah dynasty warriors two and three and i played them both but it wasn't until you suggested reborn uh because it's it was downloadable on playstation i think and that's how i got it and i was like wow this yeah. is, was great so okay and it had tons of free dlc like yeah that's and, right. and, and like meaningful dlc like a lot of a lot of dlc like i think if because you played like the gundam versus for ps4 like just gundam versus and they had a ton of dlc that was just it's like oh here's a suit it's oh, gonna yeah. cost you five to seven dollars for a psycho zaku you know but like take when my you money, even though <laughs> <laughs> right shut up and take my Curse. money <laughs> um but the thing about dynasty warriors reborn is the dlc was not only free for most of the dlc that you were getting but it was like you're going to get a mobile suit and you're going to get like three ultimate mode missions. It's like, you know, okay, you've already beaten the oh, 10,000 yeah. mobile suits destroyed, 100,000 mobile suits destroyed. Well, now you're going to get 1 million mobile suits destroyed and you're going to get like, you know, the Sananju Stein or something like that. I don't, I don't remember some of the, uh, the DLC, but it was always like the, the packages of DLC were so awesome. That's good because that, I guess it showed how modern they were able to make the Dynasty Warriors Gundam by the trends of the kind of life service, but not really just keep supporting it, I guess, in a way. So it's always easy to make DLC for a game like that, where it's, you know, the gameplay doesn't change much by adding another suit to it. The mission structure, right. you're just going to take one of the maps and then you're going to change like the, the conditions of the map. Yeah. You don't have to record new dialogue. You don't have to record new, oh, yeah. you know, cutscenes or anything like that. It's like, hey. They could have even made it all while they were making the game. Anyway, and then <laughs> just release it later. Well, oh, so during the time these games came out, do you remember the reception? And I'm only asking that because 
do you think Bandai has to make another Dynasty Warriors Gundam game, or do you think that's like kind of just not popular anymore? That's a good question. Um, they were always super popular. Uh, I will say that you can tell the moment that the popularity dropped off in the West because Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 and Reborn didn't get the full English translation. They, you know, oh. they have the subtitles and they have the, the menu translations like it's localized. But like Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 had the full English actor cast. Right. So you can definitely sense That's that. Right. That, that, that was like the moment that they were kind of that, you know, I don't want to I don't want to like read intent or motives behind like the Bandai decisions to kind of scale back on Western releases. But that was the kind of um, what do you call it? The watershed moment where it was like. Gundam's not landing in the West the way it used to. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, that's interesting because. For me, I never really played the Dynasty Warriors games. I had tried it before, but to me, the combat's just kind of whatever. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, you know, for if you want to relax, it's good. But yeah, then I played the Hyrule Warriors. Which is, yeah, that's a clone, right? Yeah. But what I liked about it better is they still had that targeting lock that I think Zelda revolutionized that is now in most games, like, Dark Souls, you're gonna click the. But for in in the in the Hyrule Warriors, whenever you're fighting main bad guys, not like the minions that are everywhere, but the main ones, you can lock onto them so you can strafe and dodge. That yeah. added a level of combat that I loved. So <clears throat> the other thing too is I know we're getting into gaming talk. I guess that is this uh, show anyway. But <laughs> it's what you guys tune in for. Nintendo has an in-house Bandai dev team. I, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, and I'm just trying to think, like, I know Tecmo Koei, I think that's what they're called, and they did the Hyrule Warriors, they did the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I wonder if they could tap Bandai to be like, okay, well, let's make the next Gundam Dynasty Warriors game. We can use the Koei team, the Bandai team, and it's like a I'm, Switch or Nintendo exclusive or something. I mean, dude, when I first saw the trailers for... Uh, Gundam Battle Alliance I thought that it was going to be like a Dynasty Warriors clone that was oh, like yeah. that was like we're just going to take the Dynasty Warriors model similar to Hyrule Warriors where it was yeah. like we're just going to take that model and apply it to Gundam now it turned out I mean it was still a fantastic game I'm not knocking it in any way but it was like yeah, yeah. no I know what you mean uh, definitely I, I enjoyed my time with SD Gundam Battle Alliance but it wasn't what I was expecting so right yeah, that's okay. All right, cool. Yeah, reborn out of that. Okay, so okay, bracket I think we two. got this first bracket down. Now the next. This might be good. Because I know isn't gonna for Zeta like one of your firsts? Yeah, this is this is a tough one for me. Um, where do you land on it? Because I haven't played versus Zeta, I would say G Generation Genesis, unless no. you could explain and convince me why i should vote for versata so i think genesis has more content obviously you know it covers all of the one-year war has probably over 100 mobile yeah. suits in it um but gundam versus zeta gundam to me is the peak of the versus series and i i said this on twitter i was like 
the universal century mode in Gundam versus Zeta Gundam is similar to the branching timelines that you can get in Garen's Greed, except it's managed in actual combat scenarios as opposed to, you know, just telling, you know, hey, we're going to send units here and there. Um, you know, and, and you really have like a, a visceral feeling of it because it's like, if you can play the Kilimanjaro mission as Camille and not kill four, but still complete the mission, then you unlock the timeline Four survives. And then that unlocks another playable tree. There's, I don't think I've ever seen another game that has, that has even come close to that level of like, you know, if you do this within a particular mission, it's not even just like, oh, if you get an S rank in this mission or if you kill 100 enemies in this mission, it's like you, you know, say you're playing in the Zeta Gundam timeline and you manage to prevent Opoly from being killed by Buran. Then you unlock the Opoly survives timeline and then you can go and play as Opoly past the time that he would have died in the series. That it's crazy to me like that's and that maybe, is pretty cool and it's kind of gimmicky because obviously like what else would opoly have done right he would just he would have just been at operation maelstrom but like isn't that cool enough as it is <laughs> yeah no i think that's what a lot of these games need anyway i think in general when games have like missions i feel like there always should be branching paths but they're based on choice yeah you know, like in a way, it reminds me of the dialogue options in games. Like they don't like I'm playing, you know, the RoboCop. A lot of dialogue options, I skip them. It doesn't do anything. Oh, and uh, no one is correcting me. I was wrong. It was Roberto that got uh, got killed oh. earlier than Opoly. Opoly got killed protecting Fa. I remember that. Um, he was actually, I think, he was killed by. Um... Oh, why am I why am I blanking on his name? The guy that pilots the Humbrabi. Yazan. Oh, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that was near the end. That was later on, too. Yeah. And, the... yeah. And, and but yeah, so I'm glad you brought up like Robocop games like Mass Effect. Like everybody loves, you know, those Bioware RPGs yeah. where it's like you have all these dialogue options. But at the end of the day, your actions don't impact what happens in the game. Only your dialogue. Yeah. So I think with what you've said, I would vote for Verseta because I'm not a fan of turn-based games, but I just I like how um G Generation Genesis is a very inoffensive turn-based game because you're not waiting yeah. for dialogue to go away and then oh now I'm just again doing some slow-paced <laughs> stuff. It's like constant like and it's easy to to lose in G Generation if you're not yeah planning ahead. And it, I like it's actually that. pretty challenging. Yeah. I did see a funny tweet the other day that was like Oh, you say you don't like turn-based combat, yet you get into fights on Twitter. Interesting. <laughs> it's like, Dude, that was really clever. I mean, I gotta remember that one. I <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, oh wow! So that Gundam vs Zeta Gundam also came out on GameCube. Did it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that I, I I'm, I'm gonna try to do a test and see if it potentially has better graphics. I don't know. That but... is worth testing out because yeah. The I'm definitely going to play this rated system. I yeah, oh yeah. And I do like the whole story mode, branching paths, like that sells me. Um dude, dude, even that... though 
there is a little bit of that in SD Generation Genesis because there's those optional event uh, missions that will happen within. That's true. All right. Okay. Next up, GBO2 versus Gundam Breaker 3. This is a good one because I, I think this is marketed to completely different people. I agree. And, and I, I'm interested to see what the chat thinks of this, too, because yeah. the, these are like the two premier titles in the last 10 years, right? I don't think I know any Gundam fan that doesn't like both of these games. And, uh, yeah, and I will say I prefer GBO2 because it kind of sticks with a universe. It's 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 trying to make it like an in-universe thing that's happening, and I like the combat better. Gundam Breaker 3, I like the graphics of it. I, I even think it's better than GBO2. Um, the combat specifically, it's, it's a little too basic for me. Um, yeah. Sometimes you still have to be careful. Uh, but yeah, there are some missions. And that's the funny thing with Gonna Break a Thing. Now that I remember, there's some missions where it's like you could die easily if you're not careful. But then mm -hmm. if you just play it, you know. Um, and also, I'm not, it's, it's one of those things where the game, it's like a meta on Gumpla. Right. Whereas GBO2 is just about the lore and the universe of Universal Century. Yeah, and, and I agree with you there. For me, it's it's easily GBO2. GBO2. Okay. Um, I, I can't, honestly, as much as I enjoy the Gundam Breaker series, the UI for me is so overpowering and cluttered. Um, there's oh. too many particle effects going on, too many yeah. laser beams and things like that, especially if you play the way I do, which is, you know, I've got a Zazabi funnel rack. I've got Kshatriya wings. I'm just like, you know, I deploy like 130 funnels at a time. And then I just walk through the level and yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it up. The, all the particle effects. Taking up the right. The, the game starts like frame. The, the frame rate starts dropping because there's too, too oh, many enemies being uh, sniped by funnels. That, that's awesome, though. Uh, but <laughs> chat, it seems to say they agree that, you know, uh, Gunner Breaker 3 is good, but GBO2. So that's cool. All right. See, just 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 goes to show that we have a wise chat. Yeah, we do. We certainly do. You guys okay. are one standard deviation higher IQ than the rest of the Gundam <laughs> fandom. The rest of Twitter. The rest of, well. <laughs> um, okay. Battle Assault 3 featuring Gundam Seed, that's supposed to say, and then Mobile Suit Gundam Side Stories. Okay. I'll just say, I haven't played Battle Assault 3. Is that the fighting game? It is, yeah. Okay. I I like fighting games. So do but I. But I like side stories more than I think I would like Battle Assault 3. Yeah, 100%. You know, I have played Battle Assault 3. Yeah, and, and I love the Battle Assault series in general, you know. Uh, I, I love saying, you know, because the English announcer, for some reason, I don't know if he was British, but, you know, he does that, like, full armor, double Z Gundam, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I, you know what, I, I might want to jump into the fighting, you know, the classic, or I don't know, is Battle Assault 3 the, the classic 2D art? So, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. similar to like a Street Fighter or something like that. And I like that stuff, so I, I need to get around to that sometime. Okay. Oh, here we go. Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 and Gundam Versus. So this Gundam Versus is the one. So I'm going to go first because I, I play both of these at the same time. 
Oh, um, okay. Because I, this is when I was first getting into Gundam, and I was like, let me play the games. Gundam Versus really helped me get into the music because in Gundam Versus, what's cool is it's very compared to the other versus combat games, it's more rain back. Like it's not as like crazy. It's more simplified, but it does this thing. You pick your unit and then it plays before the match starts. It plays the music and it has an animation that's straight up from the show. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then the combat's a little scaled back. And I, I had a lot of fun with that. But what about you? I would say that I definitely sank more hours into Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 than I did into Gundam Versus. Gundam Versus, I enjoy more than like Extreme Boost or Maxi Boost on or any oh, yeah. of the like the extreme line of yeah. Gundam Versus games. Because like you said, it's a little bit scaled back. It's it's a little bit more accessible than, than some of those extreme titles. Um, but yeah, to be honest with you, and I think I was actually having this conversation with Talos the other day is I really only play the boss rush mode in Gundam versus anymore. Oh which, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, that's, that's my favorite mode is to just go in there. You've got 15 bosses and you just. That, go yeah, for that it. is cool. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're down with the versus then. Or no, Hey, pick I'm still the kind of we'll leaning Dynasty Warriors is. Gundam too, but you know, cool. what's your thought? I mean, oh, well, I guess, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah we'll okay, what, cool. You So you can add a vote to either side, but then. Yeah, and then I want to see what chat says, because even Talos is saying um, he would prefer Gunnam Versus, but no one didn't play Gunnam Versus. Um, and not no one as in no one, but no one as in no one. In <laughs> well, yeah, chat. because no one corrected me earlier. <laughs> Just to be oh, clear, yeah. I've never been corrected by anyone, because <laughs> only no one corrected me. <laughs> that's good um oh alter in the discord awesome okay that's cool <laughs> um you know what um well it looks like we might have to I go mean, with gun versus, gun on versus because like i said yeah. that's a you know but i i do like the when you were saying the voice acting that was in two Oh yeah, you know the English it's, voice it's, that that always tips it over for me. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Lost War Chronicles and then Battlefield Record 0081. Oh man. Well, I mean, I haven't played Lost War Chronicles. Yeah, I would go. I would go 0081 on principle, honestly. Um, and it might even just be better anyway, because 0081 is like, I I think pretty high up there in terms of a Gundam game in general. Yeah. Um, it came out later. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Um, Garen's greed or the first dynasty warriors Gundam. Interesting. I feel like I'd almost pick dynasty warriors Gundam just because I feel like I would get instant action out of that. It, I could probably complete it without having to think hard. Whereas not not sure. knocking the Dynasty Warriors, Garen's Greed, I'm sure I'd have a hard time translating everything, knowing how to do the strategy. Yeah, and and Dynasty Warriors Gundam One really kind of um, yeah, I think that it really like kind of put a staple on that series because it was the first one that really had like a a reason for all of these different 
uh, eras, all these different universes within Gundam to interact with each other. You and I have talked about this before with Gundam Evo, where it's like, there's no context for why all of these units exist in the same universe. But Dynasty Warriors Gundam 1, it really sets it up. It's like, there's this planet, and all of these different Gundam universes have been, you know, uh, collected or uh, converged on this planet. And we don't understand why, but we have to fight our way through it. You know, Puru is fighting against Master Asia and Hiro Yui is fighting against Shar Aznable. There's all this confusion. And then you find out that the Musha Gundam is at the the center of it. Wow, I can't believe you knew that whole story. (laughs) You explained it really well. That was impressive. Yeah, Yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah. Okay. I know that a lot of Gundam fans are weeping in the chat right now. (laughs) Yeah, and I get it. There's a legacy with Garen's Greed in terms of doing the alternate storylines and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. But we are the definite authority. It's just how it is. Yeah. It's been established. All right. Gundam Unicorner Zionic Front. I've played them both. I have not played Gundam Unicorn. That's the From Software game. Yeah. So. And a lot of people forget that. Like, I, I love yeah. how many people on Twitter are like, man, if only From Software would make a Gundam game. And you're like, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> and so that's what's interesting because it's that that Gundam Unicorn game they made is very much like a. Um, uh, Armored Core. Thank you. I was about to say Front Mission. Different that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, no. Armored Core, which. Armored Core is fine to me, but I feel like it's it, it, the depth only goes so deep, but it's wide, you know, because of the options. Um, mm-hmm. I in and I've from what I've played of Unicorn, it's pretty fun, but it is kind of underwhelming. Zionic Front to me has more of the constant like, whoa, what should I do here? How should I do this? Oh, I died. Okay, I guess I got to do something different, you know. And yeah, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. I would say that Zionic Front is more like a Souls-like than Gundam Unicorn is because Gundam yeah. Unicorn, like you said, you can go in and you can just kind of play it and have fun. Zionic Front is like a From Software game, like a real From Software game, because you have to know the mission structure and say like, oh, so when I load this mission where I'm going to go investigate the white base, I know that the Gundam is on the left side of the map. So I'm going to change my strategy it, and it encourages that replayability that we love from, yeah. from software games, right? Like it is like a souls like. Yeah, you're right. A lot of the unicorn missions are just, okay, you against this unit or you against these two where it, it pulls more from that aspect of the armor core. So yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Zionic Front, there we go again. And, you know, just to add, if no one knew this, yesterday, Hatter was playing Zionic Front. Um, and it was, it, it was, it got me excited to play it again. So check that out, link in the description and all that. Um, Cheers. Okay. So Dynasty Warriors Reborn and Crossfire. I haven't played mm-hmm. Crossfire. But I almost feel like it looks like it would be better for me than Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I mean like crossfire is to me inoffensive i don't i'm not sure what people have against crossfire it it really is it's the prequel to 0081 so it's got the same gameplay the same sort of general Oh, was it that it was released in the west so it's just not as cool (laughs) 
exactly <laughs> which which again you know this is funny and i again I, i'm gonna keep bringing up the ollie barter conversation because yeah. he pointed out that sony executives told him specifically that they did not like the mecha combat in a 0081 game and they used his youtube video of a 0081 mission and it's like so so you have this evidence that sony themselves did not like crossfire aka 0081 they didn't like that type of game but that's like i mean to you and me that's like the quintessential gundam game yeah <laughs> yeah it's very interesting i mean and it just goes back to where execs usually don't know what people want they're just chasing a trend you know yeah okay so let's do crossfire i'm into it yeah it's definitely a more Gundam-y experience than a Dynasty Warriors game. All right, we've got five minutes. Let's see if we can not. Yeah, let's out. try and power through this. Sorry, I've been very verbal today. Oh, no, this is great. Going to get a lot of good clips out of this, if you know what I mean. But here, look, Gundamverse Zeta versus GBO2. I am curious what you're going to say. I'm going to go Gundam versus Zeta Gundam. Cool. That is hands down my favorite Gundam game. Awesome. I mean, do you think that you can sell GBO2 to me over over that Universal Century mode? Well, I don't think so, but I'm going to try. It's it just the idea with the GBO2 game is the fact that it has so many different mobile suits, even obscure ones that you never thought you would ever be able to play, even ones that you didn't know existed, but it wasn't if it wasn't for GBO2 to point it out. Um, it's true. You know, it's always the thing we said that the one knock against GBO2 that I agree with you on is that it just doesn't have a campaign, a single player mission based sort of thing. Um, yeah. I, I would say, you know, if I were going to defend GBO2, yeah, like you said, if you are into the mecha you're, themselves, if you're into mobile suits, GBO2. If you're into lore and like the Gundam story, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam. Okay. So, um, I, I might have to get with chat on the tiebreaker um, because someone else did say GBO2. Um, oh, hey, Neon Wave. Good to see you. Um, hey. If, yeah, you know what? Uh, I hate to do this, Stephen, but no one else said Zeta Gundam. That's fair, you know. But I, I, I feel like I would play it and then love it more than GBO2. We'll see. And we I'll die on the hill. We, okay. All right. Side stories versus versus. I'm going to say side stories. Yeah, that's an easy one. Like, you and okay. I definitely agree on that one. Yeah. All right. Um, Battlefield record in the first Dynasty Warriors. Well, I think. come on. Okay. See, yeah, you're right. You know, as we get towards the end, this is a lot easier because, you know, we're getting absolutely filtered. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Zionic Front and Crossfire. It's got to be Zionic Front. Yeah. Okay. All right. GBO2 versus Side Stories. That's the, a, a tough one. Yeah, I would go Side Stories. What, what, what's, what's your vote? Oh, my gosh. I never thought about them that way. Ah, uh, golly. Golly. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, you know what? Chat, Chat is, is saying 
GBO2. GBO2. And they're saying how, like, it's the evolution of side stories, which it kind of is. You know, side it stories is. just had that target lock, and they took that out. I just love the missions in side stories. There's so many. Some are yeah. hard as heck. Some are easy. And then the different units you can use, the space battles when you're the Pale Rider in space is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for oh, me, yeah. it's side stories. But, um, but yeah, a again, you know, to me, it's always going to be that the story is more important than than the PvP. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that GBO2 just has so much in it. Um, yeah, so GBO2. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, hey, Sayla. Sayla just showed up. How's it going? All right. And then here, Battlefield Record or Zionic Front. I'm curious to see what you would say. That's a tough call. So for me, I'm going to say battlefield record because it is the refined. natural evolution of zionic front okay. in a lot of the in the same way that like you know gbo2 is the natural evolution of crossfire and uh battlefield record you do the same thing in in battlefield record you choose your wingmen you have three mobile suits that come with you you know you uh you do your mission loadout and everything it's just that the gameplay is a little better the graphics are a yeah. little better it's very modern. Like you could play it today and it feels good, but still having kind of the classic combat. So, definitely. All right. This brings us to where I feel like this is where it was going to go. <laughs> I really felt like it was going to get to this anyway. Oh, man. Okay. So, where are you landing with this? Well, because of that, Ifrit on like the third level. <laughs> have to go with GBO2, but no, it's I, I really like Battlefield a lot, but uh, just all the time I put into GBO2, and then yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I I've got to give it to um, Battlefield Records still because you know, hey, you and I can actually play together and compete against yeah. the the environment. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, so no one is saying, um, oh, no, that was for the previous one, Zionic Front. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, no one is saying Battlefield Record now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, far. I, so, don't so, ever change your YouTube name because that is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that is pretty good. I like it, too. Um, once again, GBO2, because it's the final step of GBO2 thus far. If only 81 had English. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess they... Yeah. A, a realistic knock on record could just be the localization. Uh, um, yeah, and, I, and I guess okay, so I I'm going to. All right, th this this list is going to have an asterisk on it. Okay, yeah, because Code Fairy's not on here. I know. I debated that, <laughs> and I felt like GBO two covered. Yeah, it. you know what? So, it's it's almost like if. I feel like even though Code Fairy has the story, it would be hard for me to still rate it above GBO2. Right. And, and it's really kind of just glorified DLC, right? Yeah. Even so though here's it's what I'm really gonna, good. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Is we can give it to GBO2 on the uh, on the condition that we include Code Fairy as part of the okay. experience. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So... The best PlayStation game that exists is Gundam Battle Operation 2 plus Code Fairy. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Although, hey, there could be a part two, Revengeance. 
I don't know what we'd call it where it's we because Battlefield Records just so, so good anyway. Like it's yeah, we we definitely need to stream more of that game because I don't think yeah. that there's enough gameplay on YouTube of Battlefield Record. That's true. Yeah, to show people like real good campaign based, you know, combat. Oh, hey, Lucas Garrett, good to see you. Hey, cheers, buddy. Good to see um, you. So, um, that does it. That is the best PlayStation Gundam game to exist is GBO2. And, you know, it's, to to be honest, it's a live service game that's been around longer than a lot of live service games. That's kind of telling in itself. That's um, a very good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yes, uh, Neon Wave <laughs> MS Saga was competing to. It <laughs> lost to, um, it lost to side stories, which... That's, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to talk, you know, Gundam stories, you want Universal Century as opposed to, like, another century. Yeah, that's another thing. How And it's funny to see that not many games are other universes. They're just mostly you see. So, yeah. Anyway, well, cool. Well, that is it for this episode of the Gundam Explained Show Live. That was a lot of fun. Steven, thanks for doing this with me. No, thank you. Gundam Plus Gaming, we're always going to have a good time. Yeah, there's something about it. Um, That's what GG stands for. People just started using it as a good game, but it meant Gundam games. And then, exactly. You know how it was appropriated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, check the links in the description, supporters' links down there, but also Stevens for Stevens' channel if you haven't seen it yet. But anyway, thank you. Guys, that's it for this episode. We'll talk later. Cheers.